pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy, Chief Justice that's Will Priester here to break down the games for you guys on Sunday. Will, how's it going over there? Man, it's going great. I know you guys know we're doing this uh, podcast before Sunday. Matt Kemp just hit a bomb. Shout out to Plate IQ. Hopefully we can keep this thing going tonight, man. But definitely ready to break down this slate. Excited for some money in the bank coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I was happy about the Matt Kemp homer. And then, uh, yeah, Money in the Bank, too. I'm excited about that if we have any wrestling fans in the house. Me, me and Will like watching. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you could tweet us that night if you want to talk about it a little bit. I'm always down to uh, – I'm, I'm excited for the whole, whole thing. It should be a fun time. It's entertaining. And, uh, you know, we got U.S. Open tomorrow. I don't know if you're a soccer fan. I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but I know people are out there loving the uh, World Cup. So we have that. And then we got baseball tomorrow. So we have tons of sports and just uh, entertainment going on. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. Yeah, definitely exciting stuff. Uh, we'll talk about the games for baseball now, and uh, the game is broken up. As usual, FanDuel, they did the uh, you know they did the justice of deciding to say, hey, we're going to keep the uh, Colorado-Texas game off, so if you don't want to play that game, no Colorado-Texas game, no problem. Go over there and play some FanDuel. If you want it on DraftKings, it's over there. Go check that out. So it is all around. It is a um, it's a nine game slate on FanDuel and then a ten game over on DraftKings, like usual, pretty much. And it's a pretty solid slate overall. It's not you know the best. It's not the worst. There's enough pitching where I think you're able to uh, make it work. Will, what do you think about it when you give your first look on it? Yeah, I, I, I've got to agree wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, I think there's just enough on both sides to make the slate uh, very interesting. I think there's some. Fairly good spots tomorrow for pitching and, and a few good spots for hitting. So good balance, but I think it's just all about, you know, where you line up with construction and based on your salaries. Yeah, it's, it's the Goldilocks lead. It's just right, right? It's yeah. uh, just right. has enough to get, 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 a, get you going here. So uh, we'll start breaking down the games for you guys, and we'll dive in. First game up that we have, we got the Miami Marlins, Baltimore Orioles, eight and a half total with Trevor Richards against Dylan Bundy. And this is one of the pitchers I think is in the conversation today. Dylan Bundy is a pretty talented real-life pitcher. Vegas agrees to it, the 3.74 run total. The problem I have with the Marlins is they really aren't striking out a ton against some opposing pitchers, but I do think that less damage will be done against the Marlins. The only bad I fear in this lineup is Boer. Uh, what do you kind of think about Bundy here? How are you ranking him in the pitching conversation? This week, yeah, yeah, Bundy's going to be close to my number one tomorrow. Uh, I think one of my favorite pitchers in the league is pitching today, but I actually think I may rank him under Bundy uh, against this Miami Marlins offense. I talked about it, I think, a little bit on Friday. I'm really not afraid of this Miami Marlins offense. As we saw on Friday, jeez, uh, who was pitching? His, his name eludes me right now. But, uh, you know, he went five innings, I think seven or eight strikeouts. Uh, Gosman, Kevin Gosman was pitching. And so, you know, if Gosman can, you know, go, you know, seven or eight strikeouts in five innings, uh, I definitely think Bundy can get the job done. So he's going to be close to SP1 consideration for me, especially on DraftKings uh, where his price is under some of these other guys. Uh, at 10-5, I, I just I think he's a lock and load against this Miami offense. 
Yeah, he's a pretty big discount off of a guy that uh, we'll get to, Aaron Nola. He's going to be a guy that we love. Uh, he's yeah. 12-8, but there's a nice discount there over on DraftKings. On FanDuel, the discount is only $600, so I kind of just see myself finding the, the money more for Nola. Uh, well, I'll be kind of curious to see what ownership ends up shaking up on, on a site like FanDuel uh, because of the, the ownership – not the ownership, the, uh, the, the salary being so close. But I think Bundy is firmly in the conversation. Should be a phenomenal option. I just do worry sometimes about the chaos out against the Marlins. Uh, and I don't know. I'm not, not too worried about their bats uh, going too crazy. It's just Justin Bohr mainly. I do wonder, like, are we ever going to get a day? I, I don't think we've seen it yet, Will. Like, what if Justin Bohr is not in the lineup? I'm sure it's going to happen, like, one of these Sundays against a lefty and that. I've never seen it yet, but when that does happen, that, that team is going to be horrific. Uh, I was just kind of thinking and envisioning that in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be terrible. I think they probably have JT Riddle and a few other scallywags in there. Oh, man, I think it just it'd be awful. Yeah, I just the, the image that came to my head, so uh, I thought that was funny. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that'll be the case tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be out there against a pretty good righty and Bundy. But overall, I think he's a good option. Well, let's talk about Trevor uh, Richards on the opposite side. And this Orioles offense, uh, I targeted them against Wei Yin Chen, had some success there. Uh, you know, it was something I didn't want to do, but it kind of just ended up shaking up. I had to because of the way the salaries worked and wanted to play Max Scherzer. I didn't want as much Orioles, but uh, I think I'm jumping off board now. I get it, Trevor Richards. He's not a great pitcher, and the Orioles uh, have a 4.76 implied total. I just don't like playing Orioles that much, uh, Will, unless it's like Manny Machado. What about you? What are you kind of doing? Just taking some guys as one-offs or the power guys? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably say this until Kingdom Come. I don't play anybody on this Orioles office except Adam Jones and Manny Machado. And I know I say that every week, but I think you can just save yourself so much heartache if you quit playing these fringe guys and just play those two guys, those are the two most consistent hitters on this team. And I want to say seven to eight times out of 10, they're going to be the ones scoring most of the fantasy points. Now, you know, if this offense decides to turn it around and they start hitting the ball, then we'll have a different story. But uh, for now, I just have to avoid everyone and play those two guys. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think when I have played Trey Mancini, the days have gone well, but it's not because of him. He has not been that successful this year. Sure, he's maybe helped me get like that big bat that got the job done, but uh, and that's kind of what he did today. He, he, you know, he's not the greatest guy. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just like Jones Machado, like you, and just move on. Anything else in this game, or you want to go to the next? You want to go to the next one? No, I think we can go to the next one. All right, let's go to the Washington Nationals, the Toronto Blue Jays. It's a nine and a half total, and man, the Nationals have been disappointing me recently. Uh, I thought they'd have a big game today, and uh, you know they didn't come through like I wanted them to. But uh, here they're coming in with a four point nine one in total against a guy like Sam Gaviglio. Uh, Will, I'm just thinking, looking at this game, it's uh, got to be all Nationals offense here against Sam Gaviglio, correct? Listen, we talked about it about this pre-show man going and. This Nationals offense has got to heat up at some point. We don't know when it's coming, and that's the beauty of believing in high streaks. We don't know when they're going to start scoring eight to ten runs a game. But when we look at this lineup and we see Eaton, Turner, Harper, Rendon, Murphy, Soto, Taylor, Defoe, Severino, this top six of this lineup, these are professional hitters. And so eventually they're going to turn it around, and I think you, you're just going to have to keep playing them. And I know that doesn't seem like the optimal strategy, uh, but listen, these guys went to Yankee Stadium, and I, I saw a, a few glimpses of hope. And so I'm not going to allow Sam Javiglio to scare me off this lineup that has a ton of lefty power. And so I think you just hop on board now and keep riding until they turn it around. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. I'll definitely get some exposure to that man. Bryce Harper definitely did uh, disappoint me a little bit today, but that's okay. Uh, I think it's a good spot for the Nationals still. Here against the Blue Jays, uh, I'll be loading up on all those lefties, right? The Eatons, the Harpers, uh, Murphy, Soto, all those lefties that mix in the righties throughout the line. I think it's a really good route to go tomorrow. Uh, what about the opposite side? Tanner Rourke, he kind of is a pretty decent pitcher. I'm kind of surprised to see the 4.59 implied total for the Blue Jays that opened up. I kind of would have predicted maybe at 4 or 4.1. So that was a little alarming. Do you have any interest in some of these Blue Jay Basques? I'm thinking I may have to second guess or, you know, second think it a little bit. Well, I I don't have too many interest in the Blue Jays Bats. In fact, uh, I think, I think Tanner Roark is, is actually going to be a pretty fairly good play tomorrow. I've got him as a strong SP2. I am not afraid of the Blue Jays right now. They, they've been playing a lot better, and I've got to give them credit. But Rourke is just a guy that I really like to take on a slate like this where you may have a few options that you're going to be unsure of. He's got a really long leash, and he really doesn't give up too many runs on most days. Just a really solid pitcher. And, and he's also got some strikeout upside. I don't think he's going to get 10, but I think, you know, five to seven is very reasonable for him and at 8k on DraftKings, you know if you were able to pair him with a guy like uh, dylan bundy or, or even maybe pair him with another mid-range guy like musgrove who we'll get to in a minute i just think it really opens it up uh, for you to build and get some really good offense so I, I don't have a lot of offense uh interest in the blue jays maybe outside of justin smoke or a few one-offs but i definitely think i have some interest in tanner roark who's, who's 7900 on FanDuel, which is very reasonable yeah, I, it's weird. Like, you know, sometimes we let the Vegas total sway us a little too much. And I feel like I was doing it when I was even talking about it. I think I'm just going to, like, believe in Rourke. And I, I feel like that total is just going to trend downward. And I'm just going to buy in myself rather than Vegas, which is never, mm-hmm. not the only thing you want to do. But I think I like that. Uh, you broke it down perfectly. This is, like, the slate that fits him perfectly, right? There's not, like, those pitchers that are amazing. There are some good ones, uh, and then there's some really bad ones. But he can definitely get it done here. And at that price, I think Rourke is an interesting play. Uh we want to publish DraftKings price. Yeah, he's got a price on DraftKings at 8K. So uh, that's a really nice price tag. It's, you know, a nice SP2 on this slate. I like Rorick. I, I don't know. I, I I know Vegas is saying 4.59, and that kind of scares me, but I think it's something that we could get away with, and I'm going to take some shots on in tournaments and not really mess around with the bats too much. It, it would just be at best, like, maybe taking shots on some of these lefties, like Granderson, Smoke, and, like, Solarte. But uh, there's just a lot of righties in that lineup that could definitely give, uh, you know, Get, that Roar could give this lineup some fits with. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will, or you want to go to the next one? No, I'm ready to roll. Let's move. All right, Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians, nine and a half total here. And we got Jake Odorizzi against Shane Bieber. Uh, never say never to Shane Bieber. Is that what we're going to say here, uh, Will? <laughs> never say never. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. He, Shane Bieber is probably not going to be on the list for me. Uh, I'll probably pass on him. But what about Jake Odorizzi? He's another guy I think we should probably pass on too. This seems like a great game for all the bats, right? Give me the Indians bats. Give me the Twins bats. Load up on those uh, you know lefties on the Twins, those power lefties that have been really hitting the ball pretty well. And then give me all those Indians, despite being expensive. I think it's a spot where they absolutely crush the fly ball pitcher in Odorizzi. Yeah, man. Look, I, I think this is, on FanDuel anyway, I think this is the game stack of the day. I'm looking up and down this lineup. And, I mean, you've got Cleveland at home, first of all, against the Twins. And then you've got, you know, uh, Justin Bieber here against the Minnesota Twins. And I, I just think this is just an exceptional game stack on both sides. The question is, can you fit in this Cleveland Indians offense? I mean, these guys are starting to get – really expensive 
And so the more affordable side is going to be the Minnesota side, which I think is probably going to go under own on a slate like this. So, man, I, I don't want any of the pitching. Love both sides of this game. Yeah, real quick, I, I am seeing, and I wanted to note this, you know, the site's uh, – yeah, let me see this. Adam Pluko's tomorrow scheduled starter up in the Indians. Bowl. Okay, so he – yeah, so he pitched – yeah, okay, so this is what I'm wondering because DraftKings – sorry, I'm confusing everyone. So DraftKings and FanDuel have Adam Plutko in there, who's not good either. I'd be targeting against him as well. I'd be stacking up these uh, twins. Right. But uh, they have him as the scheduled starter on FanDuel and DraftKings, but we have it on Rotoriners as Bieber. But uh, I'm seeing on Twitter it says uh, Plutko Sunday schedule starter in the pitch the seventh, uh, and then Shane Bieber on Sunday question mark was what some of these beat writers are saying. So I'm assuming that's what ended up happening. Because uh, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. Uh, so either way, even if it's Plutko, you know, load up on him. But I think it's going to be Bieber. So analysis, I guess, stays the same. Well, I was just confused. I was looking at uh, Fandle and DraftKings uh, while you were talking and was trying to figure it all out. But uh, still stack up against Bieber and Plutko doesn't really matter. I think these twins are really interesting. Yeah, I think they're definitely really interesting for sure. Uh, like I said, man, I'm looking at these twins' prices. Listen, I know we don't like Joe Maurer, but I've got him at 2700 This is FanDuel pricing. I've got Logan Morrison at 2600 uh, Mitch Garver, 2100 Dozier, 3700 which is fairly reasonable for him. Eduardo Escobar is at thirty-eight, uh, And I'm not trying to just give away all the pricing, but I'm just really trying to demonstrate how affordable – this Minnesota offense is Max Kepler at 2,500 on FanDuel. I mean, I really think this is a very affordable stack, especially if you're trying to play Nola or Bundy. Uh, very affordable stack on this slate tomorrow. And, and I, I really love this offense the more we get into it. Yeah, I definitely love playing like top tier pitchers as much as I can, uh, especially on FanDuel. And like, I always like to look for who is the cheap stack. Like at the start of the day, I'm always like, which cheap stack could I find to work with the top pitcher? And this looks like a great option over there on uh, FanDuel specifically. They still have some decent price tags on uh, on DraftKings, I believe. Though, I mean, you're getting Joe Maurer at 3.5, Morrison at 3.1. Only thing is, on FanDuel, you can play both if you want. You can't do that on DraftKings because they're both at first base. Uh, you know, you got to pay for Rosario and Escobar. Uh, Dozier at 3.7. I mean, that's really cheap for him. Uh, Kepler at 3.2. So there's still some good prices over there on those guys on DraftKings as well. Uh, let's talk about those expensive Indians bats, Will. Uh, can we pay up for them on this slate? It seems like a slate where we are able to pay up for them. So are you going to against Odorizzi? Yeah, I think, I think you know, and, and you know, on FanDuel, of course, we don't have the Coors in the Texas game. So, you know, my application and my thought process are, are going to be a little bit different. You know, and I've just got to decide, do I feel like Cleveland is going to have one of those games where they go off for 9 to 12 runs, and is that going to outscore everybody else on this slate? And if I'm not mistaken, Cleveland is averaging almost six runs at home. I'm not sure what the weather is going to be like. But, you know, compared to the other offenses that I'm kind of looking at here, and we'll get to some others in a minute, I think Cleveland's got to be one of the top offenses. And so if I can find a way, like I said, game stacking this game is a way to, to fit these guys in. You know, Lindor and Ramirez are in the 5K range, and then if you fill it in with some 2K Minnesota Twins bats, I just I think stacking Cleveland is going to be, be a way to go on the FanDuel slate. I think they've got some of the highest upside there is. Yeah, I, I definitely like this game as a game stack, too. Uh, before we get on to the next game, we'll give the people uh, three of your favorite plays in this game. Either side of the ball, it doesn't matter. Uh, who are your three guys that you think, if you were playing from this game, you can only play three, which one would you target? Uh, I think I'd take, I think i start with Rosario and Escobar. Uh, I'll give you three from both sides. Eduardo, Escobar, Rosario, and then I think 
I think I'd take uh, Logan Morrison. And then on the other side, I think I'd take Lindor, Brantley, and uh, possibly, uh, probably Lonnie Chisenhall. I think those would be my three plays. I love Ramirez, but I, I've got to fade one of the expensive bats. And with Escobar being my, my third baseman, I think I'd fade him. Yep, that sounds like a plan here. And uh, always look out, look out. The Indians are really good at making some uh, interesting and different value lineups. So stay tuned. They could obviously give you a pretty good uh, lineup on a Sunday. So uh, wait for that. That lineup should be uh, one that I'm waiting on tomorrow, uh, no doubt. Uh, Let's go to the next game. We got the San Diego Padres against your Atlanta Braves. Uh, We have no total here on this game, but it's Matthew Strom against Julio Tejeron. My first look at this is I saw the, you know I saw that there was no total here, and I said to you, Will, before we got on, I said, man, there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game with the Braves against Straub. They could be a really interesting stack here. Uh, what are you thinking about your Braves tomorrow? Yeah, I love the Braves tomorrow, uh, especially after they've pretty much let us down, what, two or three slates in a row now? Uh, they didn't do much against Clayton Richard, which, you know, I wasn't expecting them to light the world on fire there. And then they didn't do much against Tyson Ross either. So now this would be – their third slate where they've they've just kind of let people down. This we're going into the third slate. And so I think it gets strong with them with the recency bias. I think the Braves are going to go overlooked. Now, you know, the initial weather report is calling for a little bit of rain. I'm not sure how massive it's going to be. We'll have to wait for Raw. But I think this Braves offense is one that could go overlooked tomorrow and in a very good ballpark uh, due to elevation. Uh, I just think the Braves are in a good spot against what's going to be a pretty heavy bullpen game. Uh, for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving Albie, Swanson, Freeman, Marcakis, Suzuki. That's a great combo. I have never played Charlie Culberson, but this guy seems like he's hitting the ball well right now, Will. I feel like I always see his name popping up. Uh, at least he hit a home run today, but I feel like he's been, his name's been popping up a little bit uh, for uh, whenever I'm, I have, like, the home run app. I feel like he's been hitting a lot of home runs recently. It's just something I'm thinking off the top, man. I don't know if I'm correct on that, but I saw his name today. He hit one out. So You're correct. You're correct. In fact, man, what's, what's even more crazy about Culberson, he's been hitting walk-off home runs. That's how crazy it's been. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're correct, man. He's been hitting a few recently. Yeah, here's he got. He's got three. I guess it's uh, I guess it's in June. He's got two. So two of his. Uh, so maybe not insane, but I just remembered seeing it today and be like, man, Charlie Culberson, who played that guy? He's he's one of those guys. Whenever I see him, I had a home run. I'm like, oh, that helped nobody. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think this Braves lineup though is a really good team to definitely target and get some exposure to on this slate. Uh, definitely love Danzy Swanson too in that two hole. I think that's a, a really good play. And I wonder if he still has a good play uh, price on Fanduel. I'm about to check that now because he had a great price today. I was debating between him. And Semyon. Luckily, I picked the Semyon route, but yeah, he's still 3K. Really nice price tag on yeah. uh, Dansby Swanson. So just kind of wanted to uh, note that there. Any interest in Tehran? I mean, it's classic. We got the Padres on the mound. What's going on, Will? There's a righty on the opposite side. This should be easy case for Tehran, right? We love him in these type of spots. Like we worry about him in spots against like the Nationals when they're lefty heavy. Uh, but we have a team that's it's perfect scenario for Tehran. Can we take a shot on him in tournaments? Oh, man, it pains me to say this. Tehran had such a good start to the year. And then I knew something was going wrong. He got hurt. And this same Padres team lit him up in San Diego. And so now he's kind of coming back off the DL. I I think deep tournament consideration. I think you just got to look at some of these Padres lefties. Uh, It pains me to say it because I'm such a fan of my Braves, but like I always say, when it comes to fantasy, you can't be biased. And when I see Spangenberg and Hosmer and uh, Jankowski, you know, Freddie Galvis, a nice little switch hitter at shortstop, 
I think deep tournament consideration, you got to look at these Padres lefties if you think Tehran is still not right coming off the DL. Yeah, I definitely don't like taking guys uh, first start back. So, But if you want to go deep tournament fire, again, it's like one of those situations where I feel like there's like two spots where you can always say if there's a righty on the mound that you can basically give it the green light if you want. It's, it's uh, the San Diego Padres against righties and it's oh, yeah. the White Sox. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Anibal Sanchez do it. And I've, seen, I've seen so many different guys do it. Uh, so I just think it's interesting. Uh, not saying it's something I love, but I think it's interesting that you can maybe pull off in tournaments. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will, or you want to go on to another one? Now let's move to the next one. All right, we got Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates. This is a nine total here. We got Anthony Desclafani against Joe Musgrove. And my first thought on this game is, man, I see that this is the same total as on Friday, and I'm getting bad flashbacks to when I stacked against Matt Harvey and it didn't work well. We got 4.8 total for the Pirates and a 4.2 for the Reds. Uh, pretty much identical here. So I don't know. I'm getting these bad flashbacks. Will, uh, will the same thing happen again? Will this Pirates offense not come through against Desclafani? <laughs> well, listen, you weren't the only one they burned. I was all in on the Pirates. Every stack I had had the Pirates Friday. And guess what? That's DFS. Sometimes your research doesn't work out. But in the, but long term, this Pirates offense has been playing really well at home. And so, you know, when I look at their home total and they're averaging 4.9 runs at home, Vegas is about right in line with that. And Anthony Desclafani is not somebody I'm going to be afraid of. I think you've got to look at this this Pirates offense uh, as a team you come back to. Listen, this, just go back to the blue notebook. If they burn you and they're in the same spot, just fire them back up. And I think this is a spot where – you could legitimately fire the Pirates back up and uh, expect a great return. So I really like this Pirates team tomorrow. Yeah, I think we got to go back to them. So who are we going with, right? Is it mainly the lefties? Uh, are we going with uh, Bell and Polanco? It's, just, it's crazy to see them at the 6-7 and seven hole. It just seems like they're absolutely washed right now. But uh, who are your favorite Pirates here? Because I want to target some of them. I'm really liking that like two through four with those lefties and then mix some other guys in. But what are you kind of thinking with the Pirates? Yeah, man, listen – I'm not sure if this guy's going to play tomorrow because usually they're probably going to give him a rest. I think Elias Diaz may play tomorrow, but if for some reason they don't, and Francisco Cervelli's in this lineup, he's going to be one of my favorite pirates. His ISO against righties this year is through the roof. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the 200. So, uh, and of course, on a site like FanDuel, which I primarily play, Savelli is going to be under 5% because people just don't play catchers there anymore because of that utility and that catcher hybrid first base spot. So I think I start with Francisco Savelli and then I kind of work it from there. I always like Austin Meadows and Dickerson at the top of that lineup. And believe it or not, Mangone, I actually like Bell and Polanco better at six and seven for tournaments because their ownership is just going to, you know, going to bottom out and so you know I look up and down this lineup and all these guys are pretty respectable you know I think I I, I wouldn't mind a five six seven uh or a four five six seven or a three five six seven I just I really like the bottom of this lineup for some offensive production yeah, I think that's pretty solid. And one thing I'll say is I thought you were going to say five, six, seven, eight, and I was going to stop you at Jordy Mercer. Right? <laughs> I was going to stop you, Will. So uh, I'm glad you didn't mention him. Uh, he's been awful. <laughs> so, uh, man, that guy, he's really, like, died off. I remember a couple of years ago when he was that leadoff uh, guy, right? So, oh, there'd be boy. a bad lefty in there. Jeez. Like, 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 like two years ago when John Lamb pitched for the Reds, uh, he would be like John Lamb. He pitched today, but uh, he'd be in there uh, batting first uh, leadoff uh, against uh, you know him when he played for them. But yeah, uh, don't yeah. remind me. Yeah, that, that was a time uh, in DFS where we were. You know, there was a time in DFS where Jordy Mercer was like you know 
50% in cash games some days, which was uh, really <laughs> funny. But uh, yeah, uh, I think this Pirates line is when we definitely look to target. Now I want to talk about another guy, and I think he's uh, in the conversation as a pitcher to look at and target on this slate, uh, the red stripe out a ton they're an offense that we like to target for sure but we got musgrove here and he's someone that's been really good this year uh the pitching again he kind of fits in this slate i think really well because the pitching's not great you feel like you don't need like to pay for an elite guy then you can maybe get away with a guy like musgrove and there's some strikeout upside with the red so i kind of like musgrove he's kind of in my player pool i'm not saying i'm all in on him or anything uh i do think i, I would maybe lean to be going overweight on him but he's definitely in the conversation for me what about you yeah, yeah, I definitely think Musgrove's got to be in the conversation. Uh, you know, listen, when you're trying to build tournament teams, and, you know, I play cash in tournaments about 70-30, but when you're trying to build tournament teams, you know, you need a guy like Musgrove sometimes that's got some upside against teams that strike out. And so when I'm looking on FanDuel and Musgrove is 7,600, and then I go over to DraftKings, and I think he's, what, 8,500 there. I mean, listen, I think he's got to be in consideration. Uh, against the Cincinnati offense, that's been scuffling a bit. And so uh, Musgrove's definitely got the strikeout upside, and he's got some ability. And so I think you've got to have some interest there. I wouldn't mind firing firing him up against this uh, Cincinnati Reds offense. Yeah, I definitely think that's uh, definitely a good call. I'm going to fade the Reds tomorrow. I don't have any interest in the bats. Do you, Will? I just think it's a better spot to just stay away. Uh, I've already liked a lot of offenses, and there's some others I like too, so I'm just going to pass on them. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be a pass for me as well. I mean, look, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to take Scooter, Janetta, Joey Votto. Those guys have been great, but uh, you won't find them in any of my lineups tomorrow. Yeah, the only chance you could catch one in my lineup is, like, if I'm playing cash and Tucker Barnhart fits uh, over on DraftKings. Oh, yeah, yeah, position. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only way you could kind of catch me with, uh, you know, any any Reds, I think, tomorrow. But uh, that wraps up this game. Well, let's go to the next one. We got the Tampa Bay Rays, the New York Yankees. And uh, we have no total here, but uh, we got Wilmer Font going against CC Sabathia, and I'm expecting some runs to be scored. I think the Rays have actually a decent shot to get some runs, too, against CC as well. But this Yankees offense should absolutely crush the Rays here in the stadium. What are you thinking about this game? Listen, I, I want to give the viewers or listeners a stat that I heard on ESPN, and I don't know how I didn't know this already. Shame on me. But I was listening. They brought this stat up, Mangone, and I went back and started looking at the games, and by golly, uh, they do it every day. The Yankees hit score all of their runs. 50% of their runs are scored off of home runs. That is a lot of big-time fantasy production. I looked at their game today. I think they scored four runs. Guess what? They hit two bombs, judging uh, Stanton and Sanchez back-to-back. And so when I'm looking at this Yankees offense at home that's averaging about six runs, I think it is, and they're going to have another extreme bullpen game against the Rays, uh, I think this team has got to be in consideration, especially plugging in that stat that I just gave you. So, you know, if they just happen to score eight or nine runs tomorrow, uh, you know, based on the statistics, about half of those should come off of bombs. And I think you got to love this Yankees offense who's got power all the way up and down. Yeah, I definitely have an arena offense to look to. I'm curious what the total is going to end up coming in at because uh, that definitely sometimes dictates their ownership, right? Like, what if it comes in at a six, right? Uh, I don't know if it will, but if it does, like, then just people are more on them. So I'm oh, kind of hoping it's more down. Uh, there's definitely a lot of offenses to like on this slate, though. So I'm kind of curious how the ownership really uh, mixes with the bats tomorrow. But I like that offense, of course. They're definitely one I want to get exposure to. And kind of curious to see what they do with their lineup, too. Cause sometimes they give some guys off between, uh, you know, uh, the Gary Sanchez's and uh, Stanton and Judge. So we'll kind of see how the lineup shakes up. But up and down, one through nine, this is a phenomenal lineup. Do you have any interest in Rays here? I think it's interesting. Interesting against CC. I know he's not the greatest pitcher, 
but he's also not a guy that I feel like I target too often when I probably should maybe target a little more. But like Wilson Ramos just jumps off the page. I just see him against a lefty in this small ballpark. I'm getting really excited about him. CJ Cron, I think, is interesting. Getting a guy like Willa, Willa Dames, uh, Maddie, Matt Duffy. Yeah, I actually don't even hate him. I think some of these Rays are really interesting. I'm not saying I full on stack him because it's not the right slate, right? If we had like Max Scherzer and Chris Sale and then you did a Rays stack, I think that would work, right? It's, that would be more an ideal slate for it. But maybe taking a, you know, a couple of these guys in a mini stack, like a Ramos and Cron for some power upside, is not a bad idea today. Yeah, I mean, look, I, this this offense is in Yankee Stadium just like the Yankees. Are they the New York Yankees? Of course not. This team isn't as good, but listen, they're going to have the exact same hitting conditions. And I'm not afraid of CC Sabathia. I, I respect CC a lot, uh, but, you know, I'm not afraid to take a few one-offs. And so I definitely think CJ Crone, Wilson Ramos, uh, those are two guys you can definitely look at. And believe it or not, my favorite hitter on this team as of today is Matt Duffy. I mean, all this guy's been doing is raking the past few weeks. And uh, he goes under own every day. I mean, he hit a home run today. He, I think he scored their only run. And he hit another one, that, I think, the day before. So, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Take a few one-offs or a little mini stack if you like. And I think you can look for a little return on these guys. Yeah, I agree. And uh, a Big T, you know, he'd be a guy to be all over Ramos against the lefty. So I have to mention it for him. Uh, give Got to give Big T some uh, love on his plays. Uh, but, yeah, definitely think Ramos is my favorite guy. If you force me to pick one in the race, he's, he's in a great spot. Love the chance of him hitting a home run tomorrow. It's a, uh, a nice little cheap option. Uh, let's go on to the next game. Philadelphia Phillies, Milwaukee Brewers is an eight total here. And uh, I think this is the guy that you were uh, alluding to earlier in the slate, uh, the pitcher that you really like. I think it's Aaron Nola, Will. Am I right about that? He's one of the pitchers that you just have fallen in love with this season. Yeah, yeah, man. Aaron's in that group of guys that I just play every slate. And this slate seems to be no different. Now, like I said, on DraftKings where he's, you know, over 12K, I'm pretty sure I'd fade him because I think uh, Bundy's going to have similar upside. But on FanDuel where there's a $600 difference, I think you take Nola here in this spot uh, who's who's just been phenomenal. Uh, against righties, man, just just such a great strikeout rate there. And he's had so much better control. Hasn't been walking as many guys this year. Uh, his curveball's been working. His fastball's been working. His slider's been working. Everything's just come together for him. And I think against this Brewers offense, who's who've kind of been feasting here lately, I think they could run into some trouble against Nola. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with you on that. This could be a spot where – uh, Nola has a really good game, but it just depends. Uh, and I'm a little worried, obviously, because it's the Brewers offense and they've been hitting it pretty well. But Aaron Nola's a guy that can easily shut that down. It's a total strikeout team here in the Brewers. And if you see Eric Thames in the lineup and get worried, don't get worried, right? That's more strikeout upside for a guy like Nola. Sure, he can hit a home <laughs> run, but uh, it adds to the strikeouts. And that's what we're looking for with Nola. I think on FanDuel, you play Nola on DraftKings. You can put him in and then kind of see how it's going with your bats, but I could see you moving off if you want to. Uh, it's definitely more of a conversation over there. Uh, we got Chase Anderson on the opposite side, and uh, I do think that some of these Philly bats are interesting against him. Not my favorite bats of the slate, but maybe you could take a shots on some of these guys. Who do you like here? Anyone on the Phillies for you? Yeah, man, I think these Phillies are a great buy low uh, opportunity. You know, a lot of their prices are starting to plummet. Excuse me. Uh, because they haven't been playing as well recently. And so I'm looking here, you know, on on DraftKings. I mean, I'm looking at uh, Cesar Hernandez, who's now under 4K at 3,800. Uh, Oduba Herrera, let's see where he is. Uh, Herrera at 3,600. These are phenomenal prices on a team that's going to be going up against a pitcher that's 
not been as good this year as, as I think we thought he was going to be. And look, he got injured, so I'm going to give him a pass, but uh, he doesn't get a, fat, a pass if we're not targeting him. And so I think with the prices on some of these Philly bats, you know, we, we talked about Minnesota earlier. Uh, I think this is definitely a way uh, that you could kind of build some bats and, and get going here. So I, I really love this offense for tournaments. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, it just I feel like we talked about so many offenses. That's the one thing where I feel like they're just going to get missed out on. But I get the buy low opportunity on them if they kind of fit your spot uh, and doing that. I totally get that. I was just like – I just looked back at the offenses that we talked about, right? Like at least ones that come to my mind. Like Pirates, I like. I like the Yankees, Braves. I mean the Indians, Twins, and then the Nationals. There's already so many offenses I like. Uh, the more and more I think about it, I might just be off that off the bats in this game just because of that. But I get it. The the buying low opportunity is great there, Will. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game? No, no, I think we're good. I think we can move on. Yeah, so here's another, like I said, there, there's more bats coming that we're going to like. And uh, here's some bats I like in this game. We got Blaine Hardy going against James Shields. Uh, just two bad pitchers here, and it's the Detroit Tigers, Chicago White Sox. And whenever I see a lefty that I'm not the biggest fan of, and I think Blaine Hardy, he, he may not be an absolute gas can, but I don't think he's a great pitcher. Uh, I think this White Sox team is one that just could absolutely explode here. Whenever I see a lefty, Will, against the White Sox, I get excited here. Uh, got some pretty nice uh, price tags around the industry, too. Uh, I just think this is an absolute – Huge spot where we could see a lot of runs scored for the White Sox. So, uh, I, like you said, with the Yankees, they get a lot of home runs, the 50%. I wonder where it is for the White Sox. I feel like they get a lot of home runs uh, off their bat. So, uh, am I crazy here, Will, for just wanting to load up on the uh, White Sox offense today? No, no, I don't think that's a bad play at all. I mean, they're going to roll out some, uh, some, some fairly serviceable hitters. I mean, I'm sure Tim Anderson is going to lead off. Uh, and, you know, we've got projected here that Rondon should be back in the lineup. Abreu's probably going to play. Matt Davidson strikes out a lot, but against break Blaine Hardy, who's a lefty, I mean, I think he should be able to get to him. So, I mean, I think the top four of this lineup could definitely do some damage. We've seen it before. Uh, just like you said, though, with all of the offenses, and especially with some of the pricing of some of these other teams, uh, this may be a game that, that I don't have a whole lot of exposure to, especially if I decide to just, you know, maybe run one lineup and, and, and run a lot of cash and throw that one in. So, uh, I've got a, one more offense here that I think everybody's going to love. It's going to be my favorite offense on the day. And, man, I, I love the White Sox. I just think tomorrow they're probably going to get lost in the shovel with all these other ones we've talked about. Yeah, but this this is going to be the offense that's the great pivot off of the team that we're going to talk about, and I'll tell you why. They got the shortstop that you're going to want. They got the second base that you're going to want. They got the third baseman. I mean, they have the – like. It's the Astros. I'll just I'll just tell you now. It's the Astros. You're gonna want a lot of exposure to them. But like, we, you're gonna want Bregman. You're gonna want Altuve, Correa. Like, and we can make pivots there to guys like you know Anderson and Rondon and Davidson who have a lot of pop in this spot. So, and they're a lot cheaper. They can help you get the Nola in there. If you look on uh, Fanduel specifically, uh, your highest price guy is Jose Bray at three point six, and then after that, it's Moncada at three K. On DraftKings, go over there and look. It's uh, Jose Abreu at 4K is your most expensive guy. They're my favorite, like, cheap stack. Uh, you know, I know you talked about the Twins. That was probably your favorite cheap stack of the day. This is my cheap stack of the day that I'm going to be all over. So, like yeah. the White Sox a ton. Uh, excuse me. Like the White Sox a ton here. Uh, they're going to be a team that I definitely get a lot of exposure to here, Will. Uh, before we get to the Astros and gush about them and how phenomenal a play they're going to be tomorrow, let's talk about James Shields and the Tigers. Uh, you know, the Tigers have not been that great against right-handed pitching this year, and James Shields has been a complete magician somehow getting things done. Can you take a shot on James Shields on this ugly slate? Well, you know, Mango, we were talking about this earlier, and, uh, you know, I told you that James Shields' day was coming, and I, I knew it was coming at some point. 
And I think I think one of these starts, he kind of gave up a few runs here. I can't remember what team it was, uh, but, but I think he gave up a few runs. And so uh, if I get a chance to look at a, a few more of his peripheral stats, everything points to him starting to turn a corner and get shelled every start. And so when I look at this Tigers offense, look, they put up seven runs today. Um, I'm not going to allow James Shields to scare me. Like I said, another offense is going to get lost in the shuffle. But, uh, you know, if determined consideration, I definitely think you got to have some interest in these Tigers. Yeah, it was against the Twins. He had uh, seven earned runs, uh, two starts ago. But then the start before that, you know what he said, Will? He said, uh, I don't care about that twin start. Only one earned run in seven innings against the Indians. And he only did two strikeouts, too, just to laugh at us. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, he also saw the Tigers only four starts ago. And I kind of am always a fan of when I see an offense go up against them recently and then the pitcher goes again, uh, buying on that offense. So, if you're someone listening that has some interest in the Tigers and want to target Shields, that's something that obviously could play into your favor. But, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I already like too many offenses. I'm not going to take a shot on it. I'll find James Shields day another day. There will be another one uh, coming up here probably in this month or uh, next month. So I'll, I'll worry about that when that comes. And I like this White Sox offensive ton. I'll be all over them. Anything else you want to discuss here, Will? No, man. I think we're good. I think we can move it along. All right, let's move it along to the team that you want to gush over and talk about. Uh, let's talk about the Houston Astros. There's a nine and a half total here going against the Kansas City Royals, and uh, it opened at a 5.92 total. Uh, it's clear that, you know, we got the Kansas City Royals giving a bullpen game with Brad Keller in there. That bullpen is really, really bad. This should be a spot where the Astros explode. They've been crushing the ball. It's going to be hot in Kansas City, Will. Uh, can we avoid the Astros here? Oh, man, you, you gave me these white socks, and, man, that's that's going to be the tournament pivot. But what team has been hotter than the Houston Astros right now? And then I look at this stat, man, going, Houston on the road is averaging 6.03 runs. It's going to be hot in Kansas City again. Kansas City has one of the worst bullpens in the league. I just don't see how I can consciously fade Houston on a slate. And, and listen, man, we were talking about the Yankees earlier, and I know you were saying you were hoping that they were going to come in, you know, at, at under five or maybe in that four. I'm hoping they come in under over six so I can get some lower ownership on these Astros who are going to be in the latest game on, on the FanDuel slate tomorrow, which should lower their ownership a little bit. And, and I definitely think, man, this Houston Astros is going to be my number one team tomorrow for sure. So how are we targeting them, Will? Uh, I guess prioritize them for me. Which guys do you want? Uh, who are the bats that you're really looking to load up on? Well, I love guys that don't strike out a lot. And when I look at this uh, plate IQ here, um, which they played today and they're going to be playing again tomorrow, when I look at this plate IQ, I see guys like Altuve, who's just generally not striking out hardly any. Uh, I look at a guy like Marvin Gonzalez, who isn't striking out a lot. I look at Yuli Gurriel, and he may not play tomorrow. They subbed in J.D. Davis. We'll see. Believe it or not, on the season, Evan Gaddis is only striking out 14% of the time. So when I look up and down this lineup, man, Bregman's striking out 10% of the time. I, I just think I'm going to take these power guys that aren't striking out and build my lineups from there. So I'll probably end up fading Correa because he's got one of the higher strikeouts and, and build with a few other pieces. 
Yeah, definitely think that's a, a great way to go. Uh, the Astros are going to be a team you definitely want to be stacking up. One through nine, they're all great plays. And, uh, you know, if everyone else is doing it, try and find some ways to make your lineup a little different, uh, whether it's with the Astros, finding guys at the bottom of the lineup, or it's like, you know, just trying to make your team a little different. Uh, you know, don't plug in the chalk picture of the day. Uh, you know, roll it out there with some other chalky plays. And, uh, you know, it just won't, it just won't work, right? Uh, find a way, you have to find a way to at least differentiate your lineup a little bit. So make sure you do that. On the opposite side, I'm a Lance McCullers fan. I haven't played as much as I wish I have this year. Uh, I do think this is a spot where Lance McCullers could, uh, you know, absolutely have his stuff and do well. But the problem is the Royals are a little bit patient, right? Uh, I know they can obviously strike out a ton, but they they, they can't strike out a ton. But uh, I don't know. I, it's tough. The Colors has just been on these slates, and it's really frustrating me recently. He's been on these slates recently where – I want to play him, and it's not with the greatest pitchers, but there isn't strikeout upside against the Royals. So I'm torn at what to do here, Will. Is it worth taking a shot on McCullers in tournaments and just hoping that he has his absolute stuff on and then he can uh, just destroy the Royals? Or is it just not even worth trying to target and I'm just wasting money? Well, to be honest with you, man, I think we just have to look and see who they roll out tomorrow. We know Jorge Soler is going to be out. I think he broke his big toe on Friday night, I think it was. And so Soler is going to be out of the lineup a while, which I'm not scared of Soler. But I think that may give us some opportunities for some guys to come in this lineup that may struggle a bit. Um, and so when I'm looking at the bottom of the lineup yesterday, they had Ryan Going striking out at 43.8% and Drew Butera, who was striking out at 345 and Abraham Almonte striking out at 22% and Aaron Gordon at 23 Listen, you know, we've been afraid, but this lineup is now – combined starting to strike out about 23% of the time. And so when I look at that and McCullers is going to give us a little savings tomorrow, I think I can have some interest in McCullers. Now, you know, am I personally going to play him over Aaron Nola tomorrow? I don't think so. But if I was trying to put a lineup together and I needed a thousand dollars savings, I think McCullers is a fine play uh, against the lineup. That's, that's going to start striking out a little bit more with some pieces missing. Oh, man. If Pepsi's listening right now, he is going to be so torn. You just ripped on his boy, Ryan Goins, former Blue Jays. So uh, he, he's going to be torn about that. But uh, yeah, Ryan Goins, is, he's bad. He'll strike out of time. You're right, though. I think that Solaire being out of line could help. Uh, it definitely, looking at this projected lineup, right, just look at the five through nine. Dozier, Escobar, Orlando, oh, Goins, and Almonte. That's kind of ugly. I don't know. It just seems like the right slate. And maybe my bias is leaking in, but I kind of want to take a little shot on him. I don't love his price on DraftKings at 11.3. It's just really expensive. But, no, too much. Uh, 8.8K on FanDuel is kind of interesting. I might take a shot on him just because I haven't played enough Lance McCullers for my liking this year. So uh, maybe I'll take a <laughs> shot in a low-dollar tournament uh, just because I like him and I like his stuff. But uh, that's just it's such a biased take going in there right now. But uh, it, there's not as much upside against the Royals offense. Keep that in mind. But it just kind of says, like I said, the pitching isn't the greatest on this slate. So uh, – there's enough guys where there's like the Nolan and the Bundys. Those are the two main guys. So I'm kind of looking for a pivot off, right? Am I getting him at McCullers at 5%? Uh, I just think it's interesting. So trying to find ways to be different throughout the lineup. So uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will, or you want to go on to the final game of the slate? No, I think we're good, man. I think we can move on. All right, so we wrapped up the FanDuel slate. Uh, if you're just playing FanDuel tomorrow, I guess you could turn us off. But, uh, hey, if you're playing some DraftKings, keep going. We got the Colorado Rockies and the Texas Rangers. Ten and a half total, and I, I thought this game would blow up today, and it didn't go absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, Vegas started throughout the day uh, trending it downward, which is something I was a little, you know, confused about. But uh, they were obviously right, as usual. And I got off them uh, a little bit more than I was going to, so that was good. But we still see a ten and a half total here. Uh, well, I think this is a game where – the run should be scored, uh, especially on the Rocky side of the ball. That's where I'm really looking to target. I also think John Ray is an interesting play against this uh, Texas team 
who, uh, you know, they can strike out a ton, but they can also have a lot of upside. And we know John Ray can bust too. Uh, so what are you doing? What side are you on? I'm Team Rockies right now. What about you? Yeah, I think if, if I only could choose one team, I definitely think it would be the Rockies in this spot. Uh, Charlie Blackman, man. How good has this guy been throughout the course of the past two or three seasons? Phenomenal. Arenado's been phenomenal. Trevor Story has really picked up his play this year. Still, He's still striking out, but listen, I mean, it, it's starting to come down. And so when I see guys trending in the right direction, he's really going to bolster the rest of this lineup. And for some reason, Ian Desmond has decided to show up and hit home runs every day now. And so, you know, when I'm looking at this lineup, I think you've got to have a ton of interest here. Uh, but I'm not going to allow John Gray to scare me tomorrow. I think this is another spot where if the weather's going to be hot, you take your chances with both sides of this game and build it from there. I mean, we saw Friday night just how potent a uh, weather game in Texas can be on both sides. And so while I have a lot of respect from John Gray, his inconsistency uh, allows me to target him in certain spots. And I think this is one of those spots where you can take a shot. Yeah, I definitely you can – would you take a shot on Gray and the Rangers offense? It feels like one of those situations where you can argue to play both sides because Gray has been so good, but then Gray does have his blow-up games. Uh, what do you kind of think about that? Yeah, look, man, I like John Gray um, overall as a pitcher. I mean, I, I just wish he could put it together a little bit more. I mean, th this just screams uh, a, a water, uh, a second-rate Aaron Nola to me. You know, the poor man's Aaron Nola. I think that's who John Gray is right now until he can figure this thing out. Um, but, I mean, you know, we know Texas, you know, strikes out a ton. They have a few guys that are sub-20%, but overall they strike out a ton. And so, yeah, if, you, if, if John Gray went out there and, you know, put up 25 to 30 DraftKings points tomorrow, would I be surprised? Of course not, it's Texas. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he only put up four DraftKings points, which we've seen before this season as well. And so uh, I just think when I've got a guy like Tanner Roar, um, who doesn't have as much upside, uh, but I think is, is going to have a better matchup and get the job done. I think for me, uh, Gray is going to be a stay away, especially when I've got Musgrove, Roar. Uh, you know, I'd probably re almost rather play Julio Terran over Gray tomorrow. So I do like him, and I see that, see that, that it could be advantageous to play him, but I'm going to fade him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, any interest in Giovanni Gallardo? Probably not, right? Just like you said, we like the Rockies. Uh, definitely uh, not up on it. No way. Jose, no way. <laughs> yeah, no way Jose is right. A uh, little WWE reference, so that's good. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, so hey, let's wrap up this game for you. Everyone knows this is a great game to target, right? Ten and a half total, one you want to get some exposure to. Uh, give me three bats from each side of the ball. Uh, who, who are you looking at right now? Yeah, I mean, I think if I was on, on the Rockies, I think it'd be Story, Arenado, and Blackman, and then if I was on the the Texas side, I think it'd be Beltre, Chu, and Mazzara. No, no, excuse me, Beltre, Profar, and Mazzara. I think those would be my three if Mazzara's back in the lineup. Yeah, that, that's definitely fair. I think I will go with uh, give me uh, the Arenado, the Blackman, and the Story, just because I mean those are the classic Rockies. I feel like you kind of have to play uh, with that team. And then on the uh, Rangers side of the ball, you know, give me Sinchu Chu. I like him. I like Profar as well. I'm definitely a fan of what he does. Uh, and then give me a. Uh, we'll go with a. Uh, yeah, I like the Bizarre call, but I'll go with Joey Gallo. Uh, okay. I think he's got a guy that you know he can hit one out. Uh, of course, he's he, he's either going to hit one out or hit a single or strikeout. Right, that's just kind of what he does. I feel like. right. Uh, so uh, I, I I like the opportunity for him to obviously hit one out as well in that hot Texas weather. So take a shot on that. I think this is a good game to uh, definitely get some exposure to. Uh, anything else uh, you want to talk about uh, on this game, Will? You want to you know go on to our stack of the day? Yeah, I think we can move on to the stack of the day. 
All right, well, I'll let you go first because I think a lot of people know what it is, but who's the stack you're looking at as your number one play, the one you're going to load up on? Well, look, man, I'm going to go one for DraftKings, one for FanDuel. Will that work? Yep, that's perfect. Listen, I think on DraftKings is where I would play, play the Houston Astros. There are so many other teams that people are going to be able to gravitate towards, like this Colorado-Texas game, like the Yankees. So I think on DraftKings, I think Houston would be my team. I think you're going to get much lower ownership over there. Meanwhile, on FanDuel, I think my team is going to be the Yankees. I mean, I just think on FanDuel, the Yankees are going to go uh, overlooked here, especially with this Houston total. Now, look, if the, if the, if the Yankees total comes in hot, then uh, maybe they'll, you know, they'll be a little higher on. But I think the Yankees are definitely going to be my team tomorrow on FanDuel with uh, Houston having, I think, elevated ownership. Yeah, I think that makes some sense there. Definitely, I think you can uh, take shots on both those offenses. They're going to be two good ones to target. Uh, I'm going to go back to well with the Nationals, man. Uh, I just think they're oh, in a good spot. Good. Yeah, I don't, they're in a good spot against Gaviglio. Uh I just want to load up on these guys. So, uh, yeah, give me the Nationals offense. I'll be firing on those lefties. I'm waiting for that offense to get going. Maybe I'll be there. Uh, maybe I'll be at the party a little too early, Will. But you know what? I'm going to be at the party no matter what. I'm not <laughs> missing this party, man. So. Uh, I'll be at the Nationals explosion spot. So hopefully it comes tomorrow. And that'll about wrap the slate. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Uh, if you haven't given us a follow on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Well, what's your Twitter handle for the people so they can give you a follow over there? At Chief Justice 06. Yep, over there at Chief Justice 06. I will tweet it out to give him a follow, guys. He's a new to Twitter, so uh, be kind. You know, don't don't send him too many gifts. Uh, he might have get get a little gift overload there. But uh, he's uh, new to Twitter here and uh, should be uh, should be give, giving him a little bit of a shout out over there and just give him some conversation. I'm sure he'll uh, be happy to talk to you guys over there. That about wrap this late, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us here for the weekend grind. We'll be back next weekend for you guys. For me, Travis Mangone, and for Will, we are out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 63019.